Welcome to the Sunday morning podcast from Kingdom Faith Church in Crawley. This message is by Rohan Andrew. And the video that I sent out 
Now, some of you would have heard of this guy before, and I'm going to try and pronounce his name. He's called Nick Vluayovic or something like that. He's an Australian guy, and he's got no arms, he's got no legs. How many saw, how many have heard of him before, seen him preach before? Heard of, okay, and some of you might have watched that video clip that I sent out. So here's a guy who has got no arms, he's got no legs, and he is doing amazing things for the kingdom of God. And I don't know if you watched the video clip, but he's, he's seeing thousands of people being saved. He's, he's, he's even seeing people being healed. How crazy is that? He's got no arms, no legs. He believes that God is a healer. He believes that God can heal him. But he's remained in his condition. And he's doing amazing things with God. That, I advise you, just, just go and watch that. Um, and if you, if you haven't got the, the video link for, for the video that I sent out, I can pass it on to you. Just come and speak to me after. But I advise you to just go and watch that video because there's something powerful about his testimony of how God is using him, how he's obedient to God and cooperating God with God, um, even in his condition. And... I guess that epitomizes this scripture that God's grace is sufficient for him because God's power is made perfect in his weakness. So he might not have arms or legs and he might not be able to be mobile. He has got, um, he's got wife and kids, he's got a family. Um, but there's so many things that he could have looked on at his life and said, do you know what? My life is just rubbish. I'm just not like anyone else. Everyone's just going to look down on me. I've got nothing. You know, God's just left me, abandoned me, you know. And he tells, his, he actually goes on about his testimony um, where his parents are believable Christian. And they say, God's got a plan for your life. God's got a plan for your life. And he's like, really? Really? I, how could God have, a, God have a plan for my life? Look at the state of me. Look how God's made me. Look how I've turned out. What can God possibly do with me? And then he goes on to tell his testimony of, of how he, he accepted God, had an encounter with God, and then, he's, and then went on to just serve God. And he, taught, he speaks all over the world. I think he's based in America now. He preaches, he teaches, and he sees people come to the Lord. He sees God do amazing things in, in their lives. And God is using him. And, you know, I was, in, in fact, I was having a conversation with someone, and I sent this video to this person and um, and as I was kind of looking through videos to send to this person because they were they were struggling a bit um, I, I, I found I, I remembered him and I was like right let me just find this guy and I'll, I'll, I'll remember his testimony I'll send him this video and it will really encourage this guy um, and I think it did but sometimes in our lives we can think what can God possibly do with me how can I be used by the Lord maybe you're Maybe there's stuff you've done in your life that you're not proud of, that you might be ashamed of. Maybe there's, for some reason, way, shape, or form, there might be something that you might even struggle with in and of yourself, confidence, or whatever it may be. You may think, how can God possibly use me? I can't talk very well, maybe, or I've just... I'm not really on fire for God that much. I'm not really that obedient to God. I'm not really 
that into God as, as much as other people are. We, we often compare ourselves with other people. Well, comparison is one of the mo- biggest dangers of being a Christian. We look at someone else and say, oh, they're amazing. They're doing this, they're doing that. And then we look at ourselves and they're like, oh, wow, how can God even begin to use me? I'm just, I'm a mess. Maybe you've been through things in your life that you feel have disqualified you, maybe traumas or past hurt or abuse or things like that. And you think, I'm just disqualified. I'm on the, the kind of the ash heap and God can't use me. But I send that video out to encourage people to show you that God can do use anyone at any time to do mighty, mighty, mighty things. And it's that scripture that even in our weakness, we can be used by God. And actually God can use us more powerfully in our weaknesses than any other time. Because when we get to the point of our lowest point, and we're in the point of our very lowest self, and we're in our very, we're in our weakness, that's where this scripture says that God's grace begins to kick in. When we give up and we say, we can't do this anymore, God, I can't handle this situation anymore. What I'm going through is too much for me. Dealing with this, that, the other, maybe it's finances, maybe it's a marriage, maybe it's kids, maybe it's whatever. Relationships, whatever, purpose, future, destiny. could be so many things in life we struggle with and we go through. When we get to a certain point with God, where we're like, God, I just give up. That's where his grace kicks in. That's where he can then step in. But we've got to allow him to step in. We've got to allow him to come in. I'm just going to read, I'm going to read a chunk of scripture to you. And this is all around that, that verse. And this is Paul speaking. And this is some of the things that Paul went through, which I'm pretty sure many of us have never gone through for God. But this is what Paul went through. This is 2 Corinthians 11, then it goes into 12. I know I sound like a madman, but I have served him far more, and I have worked harder and been put in prison more often. I've been whipped times without number and faced death again and again. Five different times the Jewish leaders gave me 39 lashes. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. Once I spent a whole night and a day adrift at sea. I've traveled on many long journeys. I've faced danger from rivers and from robbers. I've faced danger from my own people, the Jews, as well as from the Gentiles. I faced danger in the cities, in the desert, and on the seas. And I faced danger from men who claim to be believers but are not. I have worked hard and long, enduring many sleepless nights. I've been hungry and thirsty and have often gone without food. I've shivered in the cold without enough clothing to keep me warm. Then besides all this, I have daily, uh, the daily burden of my concern for all the churches. Who is weak without my feeling that, that weakness? Who is led astray and I do not burn with anger? If I boast, I would rather boast about the things that show how weak I am. God the Father, our Lord Jesus Christ, who is worthy of eternal praise, knows that I'm not lying. 
When I was in Damascus, the governor under the king, Artaxes, kept guards at the city gates to catch me. I had to be lowered in a basket through a window in the city wall to escape, to escape him. So Paul had been through some stuff. You know, many of us have been through some things in our lives. Put that in comparison with what Paul went through. This boasting will do no good, but I must go on. I will reluctantly tell about visions and revelations from the Lord. I was caught up in the third heaven 14 years ago. Whether I was in my body or out of my body, I don't know. Only God knows. Yes, only God knows whether I was in my body or outside my body. But I do know that I was caught up to paradise and heard things astounding, so astounding that they cannot be expressed in words, things no human is allowed to tell. That experience is worth boasting about, but I'm not going to do it. I will boast only about my weaknesses. If I wanted to boast, I would be no fool in doing so because I would be telling the truth, but I won't do it because I don't want anyone to give me credit beyond what they can see in my life or hear in my message, even though I have received such wonderful revelations from God. So to keep me from becoming proud, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger from Satan to torment me and to keep me from becoming proud. Three different times I begged the Lord to take it away. Each time he said, my grace is all you need. My power is made, it works best in weakness. So now I am glad to boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ can work through me. That's why I take pleasure in my weaknesses and in in the insults, hardships, persecutions and troubles that I suffer for Christ. For when I am weak, then I am strong. I'm just going to read that bit, that last bit again in, in a different translation. So I think it brings it out better in the NIV. So just these last few verses. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I'll boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, and difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. So Paul had a revelation that through all the difficulties of life, all the things that he went through, all the struggles, the persecutions, the beatings, the stonings, you know, none of us has experienced anything like that to that degree. He realized that by going through those things and God allowing him to go through these things, it gave him a deeper relationship with God. Now, I'm not saying that God wants us to go through all of those things and experience those things. You know, I, I believe God does for most of us here. But there was a revelation that he got that by going through these things, by God taking him through these difficulties in life, he became stronger. He worked out that by boasting in his weaknesses, boasting in the things that he was struggling with, by accepting the portion that God had given him, he, he then got to a place, you can understand, where he's, he was like, okay, God, if this is your will for my life, I just I accept it and just let your grace come upon me to go through it. And God's grace came upon him and to the extent where he said, for, 
For when I am weak, then I'm strong. He realized that in his weakness, that's where the strength of God could fully come into his life. That's where it says the power of God could rest on him because he accepted his weakness. Now, sometimes in our Christian walk, and I've got to be careful how I say this, and you know, just, you need to hear me clearly here. We can believe that God only wants good for us in our lives, that we're we're going to go through life and we're going to only experience good things and it's going to be a bless, everything's a blessing and everything's great and everything's wonderful. Now, we've got to be careful with that because we know, first of all, that didn't apply to the lives of the disciples. Many of them were um, martyred for what they believed in and persecuted and went through great struggles. And we know that a lot of the Bible, the New Testament, well, all of the Bible, people go through very, very difficult times, people dying around them, them suffering, them, you know, and all sorts of stuff, suffering. And sometimes we can think, well, because I'm a Christian, I'm a believer, everything has to be good for me in my life. Everything's going to go well. And we know, many of you, I know your personal lives, And we know that even though we pray and we fast and we believe and people pray for us and we get in the word and we do spiritual warfare and we do all sorts of stuff, sometimes those things in life don't just shift like that, do they? Is that, am I, is that truth? This is where I think God wanted me to go this morning because I think I had to just just undo some, some, maybe some deception. And maybe I've preached it from the front, maybe other people have preached it from the front, that just everything's just going to be a breeze in life. Believe in God, give your life to the Lord, and you're going to have no more troubles. It's not quite like that, you may have worked out by experience. But one thing I do want to say is that God is with us going through those things. His grace is sufficient for you to go through. And his power is made perfect in your weakness. This this week, just delivering this message, oh, this, this pre-recorded message, Lord help me. I, I really do not like doing pre-recorded messages. I can preach here um, in Crawley, it's fine. Pre-recorded messages are you just sat in a dark room with a camera and some lights pointing, kind of pointing on you and you've got to bring a message to this camera. And I really struggled. I massively struggled. I think, you know, there was all sorts. I think I would, the, the enemy was having a bit of go with, with, with me and stuff. But anyway, I was bringing this message and I really struggled to get this message out. And I did it and it is what it is. What, people in Horsham will be watching it now. But um, during this kind of process as I was going through, just, pre- bringing, just preparing and praying and bringing this message and kind of not quite thinking it's what God wanted to say, but I knew I needed to bring this is what we're doing, so I needed to bring it. But God, God really kind of spoke to me and, and I went through a process with him of just laying my life down. And, and, and I was struggling and struggling and struggling to kind of bring this thing together. But God just, just really, I had, a, I had a really powerful time with God where it was just like, Rohan, you just, just... Lay it all down. Just surrender everything. 
all you need is me. Don't, don't worry about what people think of you and what your message is going to be or not going to be or the people in Horsham or the leaders in Horsham. And, you know, these are the things that church leaders kind of come under sometimes when we're, you know, delivering stuff and doing stuff. Just, this is for me. This is from me. You just need to lay everything down and just stop worrying about it. And, and through this process and through this journey during this week it it was like a fresh surrender to God and and I think in our lives we go through these times where it's just it's a constant our Christian journey is a constant surrendering 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 and I think every time we have moments like that it's like we go deep into a deeper surrender to God a deeper surrender to God because I think we can we can give our lives to the Lord and we come to him and we say God I just surrender everything I give you my life you're my Lord and Savior but actually, that's one level of surrender. And then he takes us deeper, and then he takes us deeper. And then he's, he's, what God is after, really, is he knows the best possible thing for us, because he loves us and cares for us, is that we lay it all down. And even though we're struggling through things, and there's this stuff like Paul's talking about there, the things that we're going through and battling with in life, and might be health issues, it might be marriages, it might be people around us that have died and passed away, it might be just stuff to do with our future that, that we thought we were going to have and we haven't had, or stuff to do with just stuff in life, finances, struggles, pains, grief, whatever. He knows that when we lay our lives down even more, those things loose their hold on us. They they become secondary to him. And I believe that's, that's the word of the Lord to us, that life isn't all roses. Life doesn't always go the way we want it to go. Now, one thing I want to say on top of that as well is that we do need to pray. We do need to seek God. We do need to deal with the things that try and come against us because some, are, well, a lot of the time these things are demonic things. They're the enemy coming against us. We do need to know how to do spiritual warfare. We do need to know how to pray, how to fast, how to seek the Lord, how to rebuke things, how to bind and loose. We do need to know how to do all of that. But I mean, I wasn't sure how I was going to explain this to people. And, I, and I, I'm going to have to admit that I don't understand because there's lots of things we don't understand about the Lord. But there's something about when we've done all of that and we're still trusting, we're still believing, sometimes the circumstances don't just shift like that. Sometimes they do. I would, I would go as far as to say pretty often they do, eventually, but sometimes they just don't. Some, there's some of us here, we've prayed for loved ones that are dying. We're like, God, you need to raise them up. You need to raise them up. We believe in resurrection life. We believe in you raising people from the dead. We believe in miracle healing power coming. And, and, and many, many of you in this room would have either seen that in other people's lives or seen that in your own life. But then we come to someone who then passes away from cancer or something. And we're like, well, God, you just healed that person from cancer. In fact, I think we're going to have a testimony next week of someone who, who came through cancer and was healed by God. Um, so how come this person died and this person lived? How come this happened in this person's life? You know, we, you know, I'm just reading the room here, but 
before I say this, but we know people that have died from, that have taken their own lives. A number of people have taken their own lives recently. Believers, people that believe in God, believe in Jesus, given their life to Jesus, born again, spirit-filled, speaking in tongues, people that have walked with God, taught other people, people that have taught from the front here, taught our young people, have then taken their own lives. How is that fair? How does that work? What does that, how can we even make sense of that? Yes, we, we could say the enemy was involved. Yes, we know he would have been involved. But we prayed for that person. We tried to walk with that person, talk with that person, encourage that person. I mean, I'm talking to myself. As a pastor, these people, many of you know, will know three people recent, not, not too long ago in the last number of years. Each and every one of those, I've spoken into their lives and encouraged them, prayed for them, been there with them, been through the dark times with them. They still came to a point where they took their own lives. What's all that about? You know, and we, we struggle with these things. And we don't, I haven't got an answer for you this morning. We don't have answers to these things. But God knows, God understands. And we've got to take the good out of what they brought with their lives. Many of them did do good things with their lives and really invested and helped other people. We've got to take lessons out of their, uh, out of what brought them to that place to make sure we're looking out for other people and making sure we don't, you know, we're, we're there for others when we see them going down that dark path. We've got to be, we've got to be praying for each other. We've got to be looking out for each other. We've got to be there for each other. But even when you've done everything, you've prayed, you've fasted, you've been there, and something like that still happens, we know that God is in control. And God, it's like, God, okay, well, you haven't made this happen, but this person has made that decision to do that, and that's no one's fault. When we get to difficult times, struggles, We've got to look to him. We've got to surrender and we've got to look to him. He's the only one that can pull us out of those, those issues and those things. Yes, we need to be there for each other, but we've got to have a depth in relationship with God that we can pull on. We can pull on that grace. It's giving up. There's a scripture that says um, that God gives grace to the humble. So if you want more grace in your life, you need the grace of God, you need that divine enabling, humble yourself before the Lord. Sometimes, and this is another controversial script, you know, chunk of our understanding, but sometimes God disciplines us, God takes us through difficult times or allows difficult times, allows us to go through difficult times to bring us to a greater place of humility so that he can then pour in more of himself into us. So he brings us into a place where maybe everything just goes out of control around us and we've got nothing left to hold on to in life. Lost the job, lost the marriage, lost our kids, whatever, I don't know, I'm naming things. 
our life hasn't turned out the way we thought it was going to turn out. We haven't had children, we haven't got married, whatever it may be. We, I'm not saying God has made those things happen in our life, but as you're going through those things in your life, let's just remember the guy with no arms and no legs as I'm going through this. It's like, Father, I'm yours. Whatever you want to do with me, I'm yours. That's a deep place in God to get to. But sometimes we've got to bo- he's got to bottom us out before he can build us up. He's got to take us down to the foundation. He's got to take us down to a place of complete humility so that he can build us back up. He can pour in more into us. That place of humility, he then wants us to remain in, even though he builds us back up. He wants us to remain humble. And sometimes there's, there's a scripture, I'm going to try and pull this out, I think it's from Psalm 51, that says, a, a, a broken and contrite heart God does not despise. That sometimes a brokenness inside of us that can come through all of the things that we go through in life, God doesn't. God, God loves that, not that God wants us to have to go through that. Sometimes we can be stubborn. Sometimes he takes us through that process because we know we need to humble ourselves before the Lord, but we're completely not, we're like, no, I'm not, I'm not humbling myself before you, God. And then things, sometimes the things of life just come because of that. And we get bottomed out and we bottom ourselves out sometimes with God. How many have ever experienced that? We, because of our own stubbornness, because of our own pride, because of our own, you know, disobedience, it can take us to that place. But then when we get there, we've got to be like, God, I'm at the end of myself. God, I need you now. My grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in weakness. For when I am weak, then I am strong. So our strength comes from weakness. Our strength comes from not being in control of everything, not being able to manage everything. We go through these things in life. But when we get to that point, God meets us at that very bottom, bottom, dark place. And God wants, then God releases grace. Then God builds us back up. Then God releases his power. Then God steps in. And sometimes the things that we, the, the direction we might go in our life from that point onwards might be different to where we really wanted to go. It might be a different outcome to the outcome we really wanted to have. It might be completely different. But God knows when he's got you in that place of surrender and like being clay on a potter's wheel, just a big lump of clay when you're that lump of clay he can then mold you shape you turn you into something beautiful that he can use that often will affect other people's lives and there's not that kind of pride and self confidence self sufficiency in there anymore that then god can more pour out of you to other people god can pour out of you in in more powerful ways than he could have done before. I guess my only encouragement this morning and advice this morning is to allow him to do it. Allow him to take you through 
Some people refer it to the breakings and the dealings of God in our lives. Allow that process to happen. Now, I'm not saying allow stuff without using the tools that we know we can use. Like I said, prayer, fasting, other people helping you, the word of God. I'm not saying just allow everything to just pile down on us. But when you've done all of that and the circumstance is still going on, take it as, okay, God, I'm believing you're going to shift this circumstance, you're going to change this, but I'm going to go through it. Even in my weakness, I'm going to go through this. And Lord, whatever you want me to learn through this, however you want me to grow in this, whatever you want to do in me through this, Lord, I'm just going to, just, just do it, God. Amen. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources from Kingdom Faith and our other audio and video podcasts, please visit www.kingdomfaith.com.